Hello, and welcome to a new podcast for The Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology. I'm Gavin Cleaver. Today we're talking to the author of new research on the effect of iodine supplements during pregnancy on child development, Professor Michael Zimmerman. Professor Zimmerman, please will you introduce yourself? Thank you, Gavin. Um, yeah, my name is Michael Zimmerman, and I'm a professor of human nutrition and also a professor of endocrinology at the uh, University of Zurich in Switzerland and the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Switzerland. My, my research is mainly focused on iodine and iron deficiency and its effects early in the life cycle and strategies to try to correct um, those micronutrient deficiencies. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. So if maybe we could start off by um, talking about the rationale for this study. What is the importance of iodine in pregnancy and what knowledge gap was your trial attempting to fill? Iodine is an essential nutrient, and it's essential because it's a component of thyroid hormone. And thyroid hormones are, are needed for normal fetal growth and development. And uh, in utero, uh, maternal thyroid hormone is important in terms of promoting proliferation and migration of the developing brain until about week 20 of gestation when fetal thyroid hormone synthesis begins. So in order to maintain both um, adequate levels of maternal thyroid hormone and fetal thyroid hormone during pregnancy, it's important that adequate iodine is available. And um, to meet this increased need, iodine requirements are increased during pregnancy by about 65% compared to the non-pregnant state. So um, the recommendations are for pregnant women to get about 250 micrograms per day of, of iodine. Now, the question about whether iodine deficiency during pregnancy could affect child neurodevelopment has been addressed but previously by randomized control trials, but really only in areas of severe endemic goiter in real low resource settings where in, in previous studies in such settings where iodine deficiency is really severe, um, iodine supplementation during pregnancy did improve maternal thyroid status and child neurodevelopment. But there has not been um, any uh, previous randomized control double-blind trial that's assessed the effects of oral iodine supplementation in mildly deficient pregnant women. So it really is an open, open question that we tried to tackle in this study. The, there were a few previous observational studies which um, reported lower IQ and poor school performance in children who were born to, to mildly iodine-deficient mothers um, compared to children of mothers without deficiency, but other observational studies have shown that iodine um, sufficiency or deficiency during pregnancy had no difference in terms of neurodevelopment. So it really was an open question about whether iodine supplementation might be needed in mild, mildly iodine-deficient women. Right, and so those observational studies that you talk about, as you mentioned, some of them suggest that supplementation in mildly iodine-deficient women improve the cognition of their children. So how could you explain the discrepancy between those findings and the negative findings of your trial? One, one reason there might be a difference in our findings is that in the, the previous cohort studies or observational studies, they were done in the UK and in Australia. And the mothers in those studies had more severe maternal iodine deficiency than in our study. For example, our, our women had a median urinary iodine concentration of about 130 micrograms per liter, which means um, they were just mildly iodine deficient, whereas the studies in UK and Australia, the pregnant women in those studies had lower median urinary iodine concentrations, and that means lower iodine intakes, 
about 50% lower than in our study. So it could be that um, those studies show differences because the iodine deficiency in the women was more severe than in our study. Also, there may be differences because, of course, those are observational studies and there are always unmeasured sources of bias which could, um, you know, affect results. Um, and also those studies have been criticized because iodine status during childhood um, was not certain, and it's possible that maybe part of the detrimental effects seen were due to residual or persisting iodine deficiency during childhood, which has been shown to um, decrease IQ. And so you mentioned uh, briefly there the global picture. So in what world regions is iodine deficiency in women of childbearing age a real problem? Yeah, I mean, there has been remarkable progress around the world in controlling iodine deficiency and, and eliminating endemic goiter. And really, severe iodine deficiency is really rare in most countries now. But mild iodine deficiency remains surprisingly common in pregnancy because of the, the high iron requirement iodine requirement during pregnancy. And um, for example, national studies of pregnant women in Western Europe, uh, about two-thirds of countries are reporting mild iodine deficiency, you know, based on the median urinary iodine concentration in, um, in pregnancy. And in fact, the, the United States, uh, pregnant women in the United States are also mildly iodine deficient with a with a median urinary iodine concentration of 129 micrograms per liter, which is actually very, very similar to the median urinary iodine concentration that we started with in our study, which was 131. So it's, it's very common, both in high-income countries and low-income countries, for pregnant women to have mildly deficient iodine intakes. What are the remaining questions in this field that, that need to be addressed by future trials of this kind? Yeah, well, I think this is the first um, randomized controlled trial in mild deficiency. I think that um, our results need to be confirmed uh, in other populations. I think it would be of great use to do a similar uh, supplementation trial in pregnant women with more severe iodine deficiency, not so severe that, you know, um, uh, like studies done earlier where in areas of endemic goiter, but in maybe in a population where the median urinary iodine concentration in pregnancy is in the range of 50 to 100, for example.